You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the like, 31st day of January 2019, the last day of January 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media in like the middle of the polar vortex, freezing cold Toronto, and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, who's not in the middle of the polar vortex. He's in the middle of the search marketing vortex in uh, San Jose, California at the SMX West uh SMX West Conference, Dave, dude, you're in San Jose. That's a, I, I am. I, I am. You know what? And we were talking about you just yesterday. Um, at uh, I was at a at a, at a little uh, soiree that uh, that Bing was throwing, and ended up in a chat with a with a few people, and um, it was just sort of like this this throwback to the early days. And there was a few of us that hadn't been here since the earlier days of of SES, and it was just this like sort of reminiscent and of course your name came up about five times um i was like oh yeah jim you know trotting us around and trying to find something to do and there's nothing to do it's it's better now but there was nothing to do at like 11 o'clock at night <laughs> i could say i would say at the time so um yeah, so yeah it's, uh, you you are missed san jose no longer rolls their sidewalks up at 10 p.m no i mean it's 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 not new york <laughs> but <laughs> But it's better than it was. I mean, it's better as, as far as that goes um, than it was. But um, yeah, it's in the same uh, same location, same convention center, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the same. Well, not the same great info because that would be really pathetic. Actually, if it was the same info we were talking about a decade ago. Uh, but uh, but yeah, some some great uh, great speakers here and uh, some great announcements. So. Uh, it's pretty exciting and Bing's got a huge presence here and uh, we'll talk about them a, a little bit more later, but they're doing some, some huge stuff and are winning some big points with me um, well, as far as their odds of actually starting to take some market share. Well, Bing has been, has been on a big push for, um, I'm going to go 18 months now, a big uh, marketing push, trying to reach out to the search marketing community, um, introducing more and often um, better tools than their competitors. Um, 
and like like actually seriously reaching out. Um, has there been uh, size of booth? Like, what's the trade show floor look like? Um, Google used to have the big booth, took up an entire wall. Um, is, is is Bing challenging Google on like booth size? You know, they're not. Um, and in fact, Google doesn't have a booth here. Now YouTube does. Um, and, and clearly wow. that's their big push. And the keynote, um, you know, yesterday's sort of lunchtime keynote was YouTube on video. Google had done the morning keynote YouTube. And then this morning it was uh, Christy Olson from Bing. So they, they are all in sizable presence, but Google's obviously putting their emphasis right now. And it kind of makes sense. You all know Google ads, <laughs> but we want you to know about these new features in YouTube marketing, um, which there have been some big announcements there. You know what? Let's just dive right in, shall we? Um, one of the um, big announcements is they're rolling out. They've done some testing and they're, they're rolling out sort of sort of full force is using your traditional Google ads, text ads over into um, into YouTube, basically adding YouTube into their search partners so that you can just put your, your text ads there. I've seen them a little bit, but you couldn't do it. Um, and, and this is just rolled out. So to me, that's a, a wonderful little extension. It's not to replace video ads. And as far as I can tell, and I haven't had a chance to play around with it because this just happened and I'm at a conference. So, so I haven't had a chance to, to play around with it yet, but, um, it's not to replace video advertising on YouTube. It's an additional ad unit now whether they can just sort of stack ad units i doubt that so it'll be sort of a replacement of but not all the time kind of kind of scenario but i think it's great because we have a lot of advertisers who don't have the resources technical know-how capabilities to launch into you know, launch their own video well make their own videos really i mean they they can but you want sort of professional ones for for ads i'm working on some of those for a client right now but this will allow them to still advertise in and they're finding their cost per acquisition is quite comparable on YouTube as opposed to search marketing on, uh, on Google for, for these advertisers that they've been testing it with. So it'd be interesting. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I cut the cable cord two or three or I don't know how many years ago. Um, I haven't had, I haven't had, actually, no, it's been, it's been seven or eight years since I've actually had cable TV coming into my house. So instead I watch a lot of YouTube. I'm a history buff. Right. And um, as, 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 as uh, anybody who has a cable TV package knows, um, history in the history uh, network in America and the History Channel up in Canada, there um, they don't actually cover history that much. <laughs> but you'd be amazed at some of the like university level lectures you can find on YouTube. So I, I watch a great deal of YouTube. I really enjoy it, and you see these little advertisements pop up. Um, maybe five minutes, ten minutes into the show, and they're like they're like little interstitial ads that uh, used to come up um, like an overlay on 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 a website, except they're, they're you know, much, much smaller and just take up a little bit of the screen. They're completely unobtrusive, but you do notice them. So um, mm -hmm. I think this is a great idea, and not only is it great for 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 advertisers, YouTube is one of those new frontiers in content creation. Um, so this is, this is, it's a great way to, um, monetize the content you yourself might be creating or putting up on, on YouTube. Now, if you want to become one of those like, like great YouTube superstars and become, you know, rich on that, the boat's probably sailed on that one. But <laughs> if, you know, you make a hobby of, or an avocation of like making informative videos on whatever your, 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 your subject of expertise is. This could be a way to make a side income and uh, 
And, you know, um, imagine, imagine if someone like Dwayne Forrester sold the guitars that he makes. You know, right. Side income for something he really enjoys doing. Same with uh, being a video creator on, uh, on YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did they have? Did YouTube have any other announcements? Any other great things coming out of the uh, the the video factory? You know, they they did mention um, something that I'm like, right, of course, and it actually existed before. But you know what? Just in, in case, you know, our, our listeners don't know. Anyway, custom intent audiences. Basically, the idea is is adding. Y- Basing it at it and, and go in, take a peek. If you're looking, I, I think these combine nicely, but if you're running video ads, you can actually base your ads on what they did on search before they got there. So you think of so many and, and YouTube and Google are happy to give you all the metrics about here's, here's the things that work out and it's different by niche. So I won't get into them, but basically people will run their initial queries over on Google, right? In this case, cause we're talking Google and, uh, and, and YouTube here. So they're over on Google and they're running their queries now they've sort of started to fine tune what they're doing and now they're going to videos to try and find the reviews or the how to use and, and, and that sort of thing, which, which is a fairly normal pattern. It's funny. I have to remember, cause I don't do that. Um, cause I'm not a big fan of video for that type of consumption of data, but a lot of people do Well, you can, you can actually through their systems start to fire your ads over on YouTube based on what they did on Google. Of course it makes perfect sense, right? It had come out earlier, but they had like sort of. I think they were basically lecturing us like none of you were doing this people <laughs> like none of you were doing this and it's incredibly powerful makes absolutely perfect sense because they've sort of moved over and Google understands their intent when they've crossed over and they can allow you to advertise to that person while their intent has moved from data collection onto as far as I'm concerned and, and as far as sort of the presentation was they've actually moved on to the interest they've done their data collection done their comparison of what is the best laptop for gaming. I'm going with something I would purchase mm-hmm. down to, okay, now let me start to see people do reviews and let me start to see how smooth this laptop operates on some pretty complex games on a video. So I can actually witness it. You've actually moved way further along in that intent cycle. You've moved pa- like this is as far as I'm, I, I can sort of see specific to niches. You could actually capture that searcher's intent far more. Well, far farther along in the process, they've actually kind of decided. And as long as the product actually is as good as the review before it was saying, you know, you're, you're, you're actually at this point where they're going to be ready to buy. If this video is favorable to that product and you can advertise there that you're selling it, you're, you're actually much further along. I I would say your CPA is probably going to be higher in that type. And, and I am one of the guilty they were talking to that sort of heard about it, kind of ignored it kind of basically, I'll be honest, I kind of forgot it existed. Um, and a lot of our clients don't have pre-made videos and I couldn't advertise into YouTube anyway for most of them. Well, now I can, right. Even if they don't have a video budget, I can get those ads in. Uh, it's certainly something I'm glad they reminded us about. Um, and, and, and are sort of, sort of starting to push, um, later this afternoon, um, we're going to be grabbing, uh, some interviews with some folks from YouTube. So we'll be sharing that, uh, here on the network in, in future episodes as well. I'll be talking right with, uh, with some of the folks from YouTube. Well, think about, think about human nature. And I, do you ever know, you, you notice maybe you go to a website and you were looking for an explanation of something, maybe it's a technique or a process that you, that, that, that you want to use on a, on a client site or something. Mm-hmm. And you're given the choice of the write up or the video explanation. 
naturally you're going to go to the right. I, I don't know about you, but I go to the write up because I figure I'm yeah. going to read through it a lot faster than the damn video is going to play. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just think about regular human nature. If somebody is actually playing that video, they don't need the write up anymore. You're right. They're ready to make a purchase decision. And they, they, they're probably just confirming the decision they've already made or looking to get that extra bit of information that like, you know, solidifies a decision they've probably already made. See, and you know what? I think you actually just inadvertently let me know something about myself in, in the way I was interpreting what you were saying and something that I'll bet a lot of our listeners are in the same boat and we need to be aware of for ourselves is when we're searching your go-to as far as a query where you would be given that choice mm. was a problem solving scenario right? I'm looking for, how do I do this? And I was visualizing with you. I'm like, right. What I want to see is like a, a bullet list with a bunch of bold, like settings, tools, yeah. <laughs> like, like a recipe visualizing or that. Sure. most people aren't doing that. Right. Like, and that's what we need to remember is most people don't consume media like that, right? This isn't most people who aren't marketers and aren't sitting at computers all day, problem solving their instinct isn't to go, the, the, the way they would visualize our discussion right now would not have been, oh, I would rather see an article where I have bullet points and like that's not even the visual they would have. They'd be thinking about how do I want to see the furniture placed, right? How do I want to see this car tested, right? Or, or like a real world, not problem solving on a computer, but a real world sort of application of something that they want to know and then want to purchase, um, so I think that's a trapping I fall into too, because my instinct is always, and I have some notes and I'm going to chat with some of the guys from Bing at, cause I, I was, they're, they're doing some really, really crazy stuff with machine learning right now. Um, which we're getting into a little bit later in the show that, that is, that is wild. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They're doing some, but, some, some fantastic stuff But with YouTube. Like, so, so I'm hoping if, if you can get this question in, I, when somebody's watching a YouTube video, um, what point my assumption is they're close to the end of the purchase decision cycle. Um, I'm, I'm curious where, 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 what YouTube figures. I can say from the examples when they were doing their keynote yesterday, um, from the examples they were describing and, and the woman on stage was like, I've just moved and here was my experience and where she crossed over. And I think it was pretty atypical, but I will ask these questions of how far along. Um, but in her example was, sort of similar to where I use the laptop. She started to look up the furniture, found the stuff that would work, and then went to YouTube to try and find. Now, I would have probably gone to image search for this one, but she went to YouTube to get sort of more tactile view of it, right? Wanted to see somebody sit on it to see, to get a feel for how cushy is it, right? Like basically to get those sort of the, the metrics you can't get from numbers, right? Like I can get a number. Yes, the cushion will, you know, sink X inches, but that doesn't really tell me much about how that feels. But if I see somebody sit on a couch, I can pretty much instantly tell you what that's what's that, feeling like. What's, what's, what's the common scale? A full ass, half an ass, a, a two thirds of an ass. Like, like <laughs> how do you, how do you measure this? <laughs> yeah. How okay, fast that's, is that? that's a valid point. Um, you know, and so that was sort of, and, and she wants to see how does it position in a house, right? Like how big actually is it when it's scaled next to other things? Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, right. This is, and, and it reminds me that I am not an atypical searcher. Part of it will be, um, the person speaking was younger than me, right? Like when, when, when I started on computers and the internet, it was not what it is. 
Right. And so I probably have habits just based on that where it's like, oh goodness, stick, stick to basically the things that load the fastest and go in order, right? Article, image, video. <laughs> that's, that's the order download PDF. If you have to, that comes somewhere before <laughs> video, but after image, right? <laughs> like that's, that's sort of this, this hierarchy, but, but people don't, I, I know my kids, they'll go to video first find people they trust there because they trust people on YouTube, right? Like find their reviews, move backwards from there, verify that the stats and, 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 you know, those sorts of things are going to match what their needs are. And then they have video cards that are 20 times better than mine, right? Because I, I know because my Amazon account ordered them, right? <laughs> like that's just how it, how it, how it goes. Um, so the, the, the process ends up different. So that one, we would almost have to reverse engineer and go, okay, it's great that I can go from search over to YouTube, but with somebody like my kids, I would actually want to take those ads from YouTube over, over into search because they've actually started the discovery process over on YouTube. And a lot of people do, and I, I'm sure these, these capabilities are there and they start the process on YouTube and then it's like, okay, I already know what I want now just to find the cheapest place to get it. Right. So, and then, and then go start the discovery on where on Google, but they found what when they were on YouTube. Well, you got you got a couple of interesting uh, interviews, interview opportunities coming up with uh, with YouTube uh, with YouTube folks uh, later this afternoon. I look forward to yep. hearing them. We're gonna have to cut to a break. Um, before we do, though, yesterday at about three three thirty in the afternoon, uh, well, it was, it was uh, yesterday yesterday at about three thirty in the afternoon marked twenty five years. 25 years, it's, it's like a quarter of a century of our producer, our engineer, the guy who really keeps keeps the whole mess and stuff all sort of duct taped together. Uh, George Hermina, a.k.a. Brasco, um, happy anniversary, bud. It's been 25 years in radio, and uh, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands, perhaps more listeners, um, Owe you a debt of gratitude, but I, I certainly know Dave and I, and every uh, Webmaster Radio host owes you one. So, brother, um, congratulations, man. Thank you, my friend. That's okay. from Dave to Brasco, not to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have to take a break here on Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm. Stick around. We're coming back with a whole bunch more from uh, the SMX, SNX conference in San Jose. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You listen to Webcology, webmasterradio.fm. It's the 31st of January, 2019. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress. 
empowering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Want a hot pod? Load it with WebmasterRadio.fm and play with us all day long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, welcome back here on Webcology and webmasterradio.fm. It's the 31st of January 2019. Jim Hedger from Digital All These Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And while I am freezing my, my uh, nether regions off up here in the middle of the polar vortex, Dave is in San Jose, California at the SMX, the Search Marketing Expo Conference. Um, I don't know if it's the largest, but it's it's definitely one of the largest of the search marketing conferences. Um, what do you figure, Dave? How many people are at the show this, this, this time? Ooh, that's a great question. It's a tough one. I, so, I mean, you, you can judge by the keynotes and maybe by the lunch lineup. Uh, well, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's, I can judge it by it's got about a 15 to 20 minute lunch line. <laughs> it's about okay. that big. And they have two lunch um, sort of buffet areas. Um, I don't know. I would say probably about, oh, I'm so horrible at this, 2,000 to 2,500. Okay. Well, it's going to be a right? rock estimate. Um, so yeah, I mean it's 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 a, a good uh, a good turnout. Um, more than that, I think is that, that's impressed me anyway. Um, is the quality of of the attendees, and I, I say that um, Lily Ray, uh, who's who's from New York, um, and I did a, a site clinic yesterday. And I, I've done those before, and you sort of sit and people throw sort of like websites at you, and and, and then I you love go, site "Your baby is ugly. Here's why." Um, okay. And, and, and they volunteered for it. Basically, they know their baby's ugly. So you're not, you're telling them why. You're not telling them that it is. Um, and the sort of quality of, of some of the questions, um, the, the sort of more, some of them were, they were just a, a little more, there weren't a lot of basic things coming in. There were, there were a couple where it was pretty basic. Um, oh, and that's, okay. that's fine. I, I'm happy to, to answer, you know, sort of basic, you know, stuff too and, and help people get their, get their feet wet. But, um, you know, helping people, you know, that sort of, you know, the more interesting, more advanced, you know, there's, there's a session just on JavaScript SEO, right? Like, and, and, and it was pretty high level. It was listed as intermediate, but I'm like, Oh, if you didn't know JavaScript SEO at all, actually it's not even intermediate. <laughs> it's, it, it's an upper level. If you are a JavaScript developer, yeah, it's intermediate, right. Or probably beginner level for you. But, um, anyway, there, there's been some sort of higher level, um, sort of sessions here and, and some really, really great, um, great speakers. I mean, they're, they're always, it's, it's a great conference series, but, um, it, it's been really, really interesting. Well, that, that, that sort of brings me to like another half observation, half line of question. Um, it's been about 25 years, maybe, maybe even a little longer for the commercial web. Um, about 20 years since SEO became, you know, 
popularized enough to be to be considered a uh, a marketing discipline. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like we're the ghosts in the machine anymore, where people are well aware that SEO exists, that SEO technique exists. There's classes in it at at, at colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. um, you're saying they that the, before they begin, but yes, they they're probably are. Well, indeed, indeed. But and you're you're saying that the quality of uh, of attendees and the questions they're asking, the knowledge the knowledge level they come to the conference with, is higher now than it was in previous years. Mm -hmm. I've noticed, um, and 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 Google's actually uh, confirmed this um, uh, with the appointment of a uh, a fellow who's who's uh, reaching out to developers specifically. Um, is, uh, is there a focus? Do you, do you get a sense that there's a focus on, um, web developers or webmasters over a focus on SEOs in the web marketing industry right now? I think in the right way. Yeah. And, and you know what, we, we hear a lot from, from John Mueller too, right? And, and with him, I'm, I'm specifically referring to JavaScript because usually he's talking to SEOs and marketers, but when it comes to JavaScript, um, I think he's more kind of talking to marketers, but in the roundabout way, because he also speaks at developer conferences and going, okay, you two, <laughs> you two need to talk to each other a lot more because they're building stuff that we can't find and you don't know what to do about that. And that's your job, right? Like to us going, this is your job and you don't know how to do this properly. So talk to them and, and sort this out, right? Like a parent sort of looking at you going, just get along or we're pulling over, right? <laughs> that sort of, that sort of lecture. And it, it is the right lecture. Um, and a lot of it is um, directed depending on the session, right? Some of them are, are directed at, and, and I think this is great, um, the business owner who kind of does some of the stuff themselves, but they have a developer and they have a marketer, right? Like they, they, they sort of have both, but like, what are you supposed to know about what these people are saying. And I love those, right? And I love, you know, some of the articles about those where it's like, here's how to call out your SEO or developer, right? <laughs> well, yeah, great. Really, um, earlier this week, the reason I ask is earlier this week, Google announced um, a, a, new, um, a new advocate, if you will, a search advocate named Daniel Weisberger, W-A-I-S, sorry, Weisberg, B-E-R-G. Daniel Weisberg um, used to work with Google Analytics He's now going to be joining, um, as he writes, John Mueller and uh, the Google Webmaster Central team as a search advocate specifically um, to talk to webmasters and developers. Um, and I just noticed uh, that, that Google's language has sort of shifted away from SEO and towards developers. Um, and again, I'm just, I'm just wondering if there's any sense of it and the stuff that you've been hearing them say or hearing the YouTube team say or. Well, you, you are hearing it like it's, it's definitely coming across that that is, and it has been, it's been sort of growing for a little bit. And yeah, as you say it, I'm like, okay. And it, it's funny cause I'd actually missed that story cause I was probably traveling or, or whatnot, but it absolutely makes sense and actually makes sense with, with some of the stuff, the other things that they're doing. And it actually makes sense with some of the, the sort of launches that Bing has been doing, um, just earlier, I think it was like a couple days ago, putting three map APIs all together in a bundle anyway. Um, that yes, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is development is becoming so tied and I, I'm going to blame JavaScript for this, but it's not really a blaming. It's just like, it's great, but it has problems um, mm -hmm. as far as Google's capabilities with it. And I think that's a lot of what they're going to be directing their efforts to is helping us all bridge that gap. 
SEOs and, and marketers were, were not supposed to be developers, right? Like I, I'm supposed to be taking something like that. It's supposed to be crawlable by Google. <laughs> and then I'm supposed to do my job, right? Like I, I'm supposed to take something and that's historically how it's worked. Now I've had to learn a whole bunch of stuff about, okay, this is how phantom JS works to do pre-render it, right? Like I've been forced to well, do that. Make it faster, make it faster, make it faster. <laughs> oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> that's that's the message I'm getting from Google, eh? Well, well, that's it. And and you have you know sort of made it faster. And we've all seen those sites. And there was some joking in in yesterday's JavaScript. It's like yeah, and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's like yeah, the page loads super fast on a page speed tool, and you see that spinning JavaScript globe. <laughs> and it's like okay, yeah, but for a human being, it just took you know five seconds to get that page up there, right? Because your server is still slower or whatnot, or you're asking it to do too much. Um, but it absolutely makes perfect sense. I mean, you you look at development is too complex a thing now. It, you know, it's very much like there's very few SEOs that are full-fledged, full-bore experts in technical, experts in content, expert in paid search, expert. Like I remember at the beginning, I'm sure you do too, where, yeah, it was Overture, not Google. And you were an expert there. And, and you also had to be, I mean, it was simple. So you could be, and you were an expert in SEO and you were an expert in link building. And that, that was about it. And, and the rules were simple. So you could, you couldn't even dream of doing all these things yet. There's experts in video paid for specific niches now, right? Like it, it, it's gotten that far because it's so huge. Um, mm -hmm. So to be expecting SEOs to also be able to understand not just how to deal with the nuts and bolts of day to day, like you should be able to deal with, you know, simple HTML, WordPress site, right? Like, you know, you should know some basic PHP if you're going to call yourself an SEO, as far as, as I'm concerned. Um, you know, at least enough to do a little basic troubleshooting. Maybe, you know, I can't write PHP, but I can edit it and not break it. <laughs> right? Like, you know, just at, at that level, you know, I'm not a developer, but, but I can not break it. If I, if I need to do some edits, I think everybody should be at, at sort of at least that stage. There's people, you know, certainly far more advanced than I am who, who are also SEOs. Um, but when it comes down to the, some of the technologies that are rolling out now and that we know the direction it's headed because all those technologies are evolving themselves quite rapidly, we need those people, those people building it to understand how to make it something that I can work with because I can't do my job and understand it. I can't keep up with everything in SEO and also keep up with all the advancements on JavaScript, right? And, and not just, not just one, right? There's multiple libraries, right? So you, you can't, it absolutely, uh, basically, I'm loving what you're saying. It absolutely makes sense because the world is way too complex now for me to do both these jobs. Well, maybe, just maybe, if you employed some, like, extraordinarily bizarre degree of machine learning to your practice, you would be able to keep up with everything. How's that for a segue, huh? <laughs> That's a pretty good segue, and, you know, it's under one of my favorite topics, so. It you know, is an awesome. Okay, so you're, you're in a session with the, uh, with the uh, moderated by the extraordinary Barry Schwartz, yeah. um, and you're sitting there with a couple Bing technicians, and um, <laughs> as, 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 as I understand how this, as I understand the story goes, because um, you know I, I hear about these things, um, you you posit that Bing is using more machine learning, a larger degree of machine learning than uh, than, than 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 you think, and that Google probably is as well. Than, than they state. So, you know, Barry tries to bell the cat, goes straight to the Bing, the Bing folks and says, hey, Bing, is this true? And Bing's like, well, actually, like nine out of nine tenths, 90 percent of what we do is machine learning. Yeah. OK, what, what happened? What went down there? That 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 um, did Bing really say that 90 percent of their 
of of of, of their results are from machine learning. Yeah, I mean, I had done my my entire segment of the session was really heavy. It was you know man versus machine. That was the name of the session, right? So I I went the angle on this of I'm biting battling machine learning, right? Like that's you know me battling you know humans versus algorithms, right? On a machine learning world, that's that's You're always like up on the weird side of these things. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and so that's sort of, I'd done that and, and I, I got the feeling that Barry did not believe what I was sort of going in at and he had data to back that up right from Google. Um, and, and then, you know, sort of, I, I got the feeling I'm like, okay, you, I think you're probably asking this question to get some clarity because during my session, I'd basically go on, this is the future. This is what we're dealing with. This is SEO now. So if, you got to understand machine learning and entities. Otherwise you're not going to be an SEO for very much longer. Um, I think he was trying to basically go, okay, but, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I certainly would if I were him, cause that's his job. Like, you know that he's a, he's a like he's a reporter. He calls stuff he's, out or, or gets clarity and he has no problem being right or wrong. Um, yeah, sure. and so job. he yeah. asked them, he, he said, you know, Google has said somewhere around 10 to 20%. What are you guys saying? And they came back with 90. So, okay, first off, what, what was the look on Barry's face when they say 90? Um, you know, I couldn't quite tell because in the time frame between me looking at them and then looking to see his reaction, he was already pulling Twitter up on his phone. <laughs> As the moderator, he's firing this out on Twitter uh, before they'd even finished. Like, he's... Uh, Frederick over from, from, from Bing is actually still continuing his convert, like, his explanation, and Barry's already putting this out on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an astonishing claim. So what did Bing really mean by 90%? Right. I think the big discrepancy between the two. Now... First thing is to, to understand is Microsoft's been playing around with AI in search since 2006. So they've been at this a long, long time, uh, like longer than Google has. They've been, I'm not saying they're better than Google. I'm saying they've been at this longer. So they, they will have had a chance to, to implement this more. But I think when we're dealing with a number like 90% coming out of Bing and 10 to 20% coming out of, out of Google, and then their explanation of the advancement of rank brain, right? Remember when it went just from the 15% of, of things that it didn't impact or things that they hadn't seen before and they were using rank brain for that and then deploying it into the, into the full algorithm. I think it's an interpretation of the question. So I think when you ask Google the question or, or however it was specifically worded when Google was asked, I, I suspect that what Google was answering is about 20% of the code that drives our algorithms is built up of, of machine learning based systems. I think when Bing was answering it, and I don't know this and I will try and get some clarity, but I think when Bing was answering it, they were saying 90% of our search queries are impacted by machine learning results. And that may be the same on both because when rank brain moved into the general algorithm, machine learning impacted hundred percent of Bing's results. Or, I mean, of, of Google's results, right? Like, we now have machine learning systems integrated into the algorithm. That means machine learning is impacting all search, right? Just, mm -hmm. just it is. So I think it was just a slight different, with, with probably a few exceptions, and those would be the 10% they're talking about, things like knowledge panels might not be or something like that. Um, but I think that's where the difference came in um, was is there still a core algorithm controlled by human engineers? Yeah. And it's probably the bulk of it for both of them, right? It probably is about 
80 to 90% for both of them. They just have these machine learning elements that are, that are dramatically changing what that core behind it is actually producing. And, and like rank brain going, you know what, on this kind of query links don't count as much, right? We're going to take freshness because you're looking up, you know, Netflix TV shows, right? An article with a lot of links from three years ago is almost useless now, right? So, you know, adjusting those factors, well, it's going to have a dramatic impact on the results and machine learning is going to, going to be responsible for that. So, so say, um, some uh, enterprising enterprising SEO wants to make a name for his or herself and wants to uh, run run a series of experiments, and say do parallel searches between uh, Google and uh, and Bing, mm-hmm. uh, search for the you know same same exact same phrase and the exact same context on the exact same day over and over and over and just, you know do tens of thousands of searches. After a while, do you think they'd see many discrepancies? I think it depends on the query. It, it's really interesting you bring that up because it bring Bing brought that up. Well, Christy um, Olson from Bing, who's been on our show, um, yeah, on a few ago, yeah. this morning, um, was that yeah, there are queries where they will be exactly the same, right? Like where where you would see the exact same, and then ones where they're completely different. And I mean, Bing has some some great features inside their their SERPs uh, that just make it inherently different because they display the results different, right? Just fundamentally a different layout. Um, so, but I do think if you start processing over and over and over again on a large scale, you would start to see some, some of the subtle differences between them. And it would be a very interesting test to run. I just don't have the mechanics to do it. Um, but to actually run on a large scale and go, okay, which one is better at controlling when I would want fresh versus authoritative, right? If I'm looking up how did World War One start? You know what? I'd rather have the one with lots of links and citations, right? I don't really care that it's only a week old. But if I'm looking up what's the top shows on Netflix right now, I don't want a three-year-old one with tons of links. Right? Like I, I want one that's like a week old, probably has no links right now, um, but it's on an authoritative domain, right? You know, those sorts of things. So, um, you know, it, it, it would be, it's subjective what would decide what is authoritative. You'd need to come up with search queries to run that test under that are universally accepted, right? Like I use Netflix. We would all accept that something a week old with no links is probably going to be better than something three years old with a thousand links when I'm looking for, for the top shows, right? Like, well, certainly, certainly. And I, and I should have prefaced the question with accounting for differences, you know, in, 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 in algorithm, in, in, um, in features and how the, in, in an algorithm. But, right. And that's, that's, I think where, and you know what, I'll, I'll bet I'm, I'm going to guess, I'm going to be interviewing him later. Um, I'm betting that Eric has probably tried to come up with a way Eric Engie, right. From, from yeah. proficient trying to, Stone he, trying to figure out how to measure this, how to measure, how, you, how, how that? And it's like, each inch is well, well, that's it. And like, oh, okay. All of a sudden, you know, it's Netflix. So Google put up like a bunch of videos and Bing didn't, right? Like, okay, that just skews everything right now. It makes irrelevant the results because, who knows whether people would prefer video they did on Google, but would they on Bing? And is it a dip? Yeah, it, it would be a really, really tough thing to measure, but you could do it with a very, very specific set of, of query type, right? That would produce a predictable and, and more or less similar um, infra- or, um, set of results and display of results and, and try and figure out, okay, how similar or dissimilar are these sets of, of information, right? Is Bing better at determining when I want freshness or what is implying freshness? Or are they just 
you know, quicker at that. And it, it comes down to an announcement they made uh, just, you know, we're talking about freshness here. So let me just jump on, on a segue. Um, they announced while they were on stage this morning, which was, was a ton of fun, right? Cause you're like, Oh, Hey, that's a great thing of these conferences, right? It's like, Oh, and I just found out about something at the same time the blog was going live. It was like, ding. And now as this bitly link comes up, the blog just went live. Um, and that they have just announced through Bing Webmaster Tools for our listeners who didn't catch this the last time I was talking about Bing Webmaster Tools. Um, it's 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 better than than Search Console from a data perspective. I, I'm not saying to ditch Search Console <laughs> at all. Keep oh, it. But we're going to get to this. Search Console is about to ditch you. <laughs> but so. it's about to ditch you. Um, but uh, yeah, the the announcement came out that you can now um, submit through either the user interface of Bing Webmaster Tools. Um, or through their API, 10,000 URLs for instant refreshing or indexing. Instant. Um, so they're now given that's per day, uh, your, your per day allocation. Um, and they were using, um, you know, Amazon as an example, where they have tons of, tons of pages and going, knowing you can get these specific 10,000, you can control the crawl budget for these 10,000, right? And go, these 10,000 are my most important. I need them indexed now. Um, you know, when a URL changes, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad they did that. Um, and now I'm, it's going to be interesting because it, it just was announced this morning. So I'm going to be able to run the test, but I'm going to see if they're better, um, than the inspection and fetch, um, capabilities of Google. Um, now fetch, of course, um, if you want to fetch as Google officially into the words fetch as Google is only available in the Old Search Console still working. And Jim, that's your segue. What is going on with the old Search Console? <laughs> the old Search Console is going to be going bye-bye, probably in mid-March. So um, now is a really, really, really good time to check out the new Google um, Analytics Suite. Because <laughs> um, Search Console is gone in March. And in fact, I have a long list of uh, features of Search Console that are going to be phased out before Search Console itself is gone. But before we can get to that, I'm afraid we got to do a commercial break here on Webcology. It's um, just past a quarter to the hour at the time of recording. Friends, you're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. we got to take one more break before we do our last segment. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Stick around. We're coming back with uh, you know an important segment if you're a big Search Console user because you're not going to be a big Search Console user much longer. More after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry high certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. 
There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the ho- ho- hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the last day of January 2019, the 31st of January 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And Dave, Search Console... Google Search Console is dead. Long live Google Search Console. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is one of those rare instances where Google is going to kill a product it has so that it can just reintroduce the product under the exact same name. Um, Google Search Console, as you know it, as I know it, that incredibly helpful device is going away. We are going to... Uh, Lose it, as I said earlier, by March of 2019. We don't know when in March 2019. And March happens to be one of those days, that, or one of those months that's like, you know, longer. Um, so we might have one more day with Search Console than we would have uh, if it were, say, in January. Um, so Qualair Reports and the Advanced Programming Interface, they're going away. Um, to replace call errors, Google says use the Index Coverage Report in the new search console. The old sitemaps report is going away. There's a new report, uh, sitemap report feature in the new search console. Um, we're going to get to old rogue sitemaps as one of the last things we talk about today, too. Um, as you mentioned earlier, um, fetch and render, Dawn. Google is uh, going to have a new URL inspection tool. But we know that Chrome is working to get rid of visible URLs, so not sure what the <laughs> URL inspection tool is going to be doing in the, in, in the future. We'll deal with that another time. Can you imagine? <laughs> God. Okay. User management's going away, so you know, being able to assign different users to uh, to have um, permissions within the within the account. Um, there's going to be some new settings in the new search console. I'm sure they're going to make it easier because Google always does. Uh, structured data <laughs> dashboard, gone. Um, there will be other reports that will get you most of this data, according to Google. AT- HTML suggestions is going away. 
And um, I figure by Google figures by now, you should know. They're not going to tell you. Um, they're not. They're not. They're not replacing it. Um, the Android's apps feature going away. Google says use Firebase. And block resources report is going away. Again, Google says use the URL inspection tool. If, of course, you can lift the URL off the page in the first place because they, too, are going away in Chrome. We'll cover that another time. Um, so there you go. You're about to lose the good Google taketh away and is going to be giving something back. We're just not sure what it is yet. Yeah, I'm not I'm not convinced it'll be a lot. Um you know, I, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> sure. to to sort of hold back on my knee-jerk reaction because I remember when the analytics interface changed and I hated it. I remember when the AdWords interface changed and I hated it. Right, And then I've grown accustomed to them and it allowed them to put more features in, right? Which is probably why they did it. They're like, yeah, we have these features that you don't know about yet, but we need to put them in. So we need to change the interface to allow us more space and and, and an easier navigation flow through. I get it. We all redesign our sites, right? Like you need to do that when Google does it in an area like this, it's a lot bigger. The, 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 the health and welfare of millions, if not billions of websites are, are inside this system. Right? So, so it needs to be done very, very carefully. I understand. I, I'm sort of trying to reserve judgment on on why until you know about six months from now when i can see okay are you rolling things out right now it looks like it's to an interface i like less um that that, that treats comparative data ranges inferiorly um just in in the way they lay out and way i can interpret data and that has less features like it, it looks like i've just lost a bunch of stuff right with, with 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 little or no no replacement for them right i mean there, there are some functions in the new search console that are superior but they could have been done over in in the old search console format and it, it would have worked just fine too so right now it's it's kind of seeming like you're taking away but there is no google giveth right it's just it's just you you took stuff away you, you took my toy away and and you didn't give me anything <laughs> but at the same time I, I i will give them a benefit of a doubt for a bit because they have done this in the past um where i didn't like it and then quickly grew to understand why they had to make that change as new features rolled out and i assume that's what we're going to see here because they're they're rarely ones to go, hey, we're going to make this massive change that costs us tons of resources and there is no reason, right? Like th th that's not, that's not what they do, right? So it it'll be interesting to see. If nothing else though, uh, there are some features being lost as, as, as you noted, most of them are being replaced, but there are some features being lost. I've said it before. I, I, I've said it again because there's some inspection areas that are still there, but different, um, laid out differently. If you don't have Bing Webmaster Tools, I know, Jim, you, you can mm. sing this long because I've said this like a hundred times. Um, but if you don't have Bing Webmaster Tools, that's where you can get a lot of the stuff that is being sort of taken away or formatted differently um, over in search, uh, the new search console. Um, I mean, there's just more data in there to begin with, but it's not Google data. So site health data, go over to Bing Webmaster Tools to understand how you're doing on Google. Go over to Google Search Console is, is pretty much what it boils down as, as as far as what I, the way I kind of view the two of them. And hopefully Google can change my mind with what they start adding into the new Search Console. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just pictured you as that meme, uh, meme on Facebook. 
Google keeps taking stuff away and I am inconvenienced. Change my <laughs> mind. <laughs> and, 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 and I love how Google has packed all those resources un underneath all that non-referral data. Um, like, I think in this case they are taking more away, but I, but I really, I really appreciate your optimistic view um, that Google sometimes has to take away to either introduce a system, a, a new uh, metrics system that would not have worked with the old metric system in place, or because they have a brand new way of measuring stuff, uh, new features that they, that they want to introduce and they have to get rid of the old ones first. Right. Um, we got time for one more quick story. We got only a couple seconds for it before we got to go. Um, have you ever had any weird orphan stray XML sitemaps that you needed to get rid of? <laughs> I'd like to think not, but probably. Uh, okay. Now, at one time, there used to be a remove URL tool that existed that you used to be able to use, but that doesn't exist anymore, so you can't use it anymore. Right. So what's a webmaster to do? Ignore the problem. Um, according to John Mueller, and um, don't let Google's response bother you too much. According to John Mueller, if you need to get rid of an XML sitemap, just 404 the damn thing out of existence. Remove it. Let Google notice it's not there anymore. Let Google tell you it's not there anymore. And eventually, it and the effects it had will peter, it's, will peter away. Which makes perfect sense. Right? I mean, that makes sense with virtually what? any... It does, right? Like does eventually, it, does, over time. Doesn't it make you feel weird leaving a leaving a four hundred four untended? Doesn't that just make you feel kind of like squidgly? <laughs> maybe I'm old. Maybe maybe I, I am old, but I just can't imagine leaving that big hole. It just bothers me. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I, I think that I'm like, uh, yeah, because my answer could be like, well, I should just redirect it to the new sitemap. No, I'm supposed to just leave it as a four hundred four. <laughs> uh, Google told me to. You're right. Actually, that would just sort of sit in the back of my head and go. Oh, but well, I got this one there. But eventually, it will, it will, uh, it will go away. Okay, so so for for newer SEOs, Google is going to inform you that you're leaving this 404 hang. Google's going to bug you. Google's going to nag you about it. Ignore them. <laughs> I wouldn't give that advice in most cases, but in this case, this is the advice John Mueller is giving. Ignore them. <laughs> I know. It's, it's funny. I was going to say. I, I think we're talking about the one time that we're saying, and so is Google. Ignore a warning message from us, guys. Yeah. Um, so again, if this, if this really does bother you as much as it bothers me, get over it. <laughs> that's all there is to it. Okay, that's it. We've done it. We've gone full clock. Um, you're in uh, San Jose until uh, tomorrow? Um, I am going to be staying through tomorrow just to, to sort of take a day to putz around and then flying back Saturday. Excellent. Um, well, I hope, I hope San Jose is as beautiful as it was, as it always has been. Big love to everybody at the XNX show. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, personally, I miss them all. Um, and uh, I hope you and Mary have a safe trip home. Um, thanks. So, on behalf of uh, Dave Davies, uh, Dave, by the way, thanks for taking the time to, to do the show live from uh, San Jose. That's big for it. Thank you. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger with Digital Ways Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 31st of January, 2019. Stick around webmasterradio.fm. Great content coming up after the news. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts.